Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to tell you about the DSO fraternity. The DSO fraternity is the members-only portion of my website at dadstartingover.com. And you can learn more about it at dadstartingover.com slash join for $14.99 per month or $149 for the entire year. You get access to all three of my books at no additional charge. You can download a PDF directly to your computer or you can stream the audio of the book live on your computer or phone, or you can download the MP3 file. You also get access to private discussion groups on Facebook, and you also get to attend live member meetings on Zoom. We have approximately three meetings every single week on a variety of different topics. We have members from all over the world who attend. Don't forget we also have member-only articles along with member-only audio for you to enjoy. And lastly, If you were looking at one-on-one coaching with myself or one of our other three coaches and were scared off by the pricing, pricing for DSO fraternity members is considerably less. So again, give it a shot. Check it out at dadstartingover.com slash join. And now on to today's episode. For those of you who don't frequent the Dad Starting Over website and read my articles and posts and listen to all of the podcasts and join the fraternity, you may not know my story. I have posted it on the website, but I thought I'd do an audio version for you guys that are a little averse to reading actual text and prefer listening on this podcast. So without further ado, here is part one of my own personal story. I will start with what I consider the prime time in my life, my 20s. I was fresh out of college with a degree and a set of skills that actually made me marketable in the workplace, so much so that I had three job offers right out of college. I realize that this is basically unheard of these days, and I just want to say to you new college grads out there, ha ha. Just kidding. You kids are getting screwed. Sorry. Now, if you could put almond milk in my cappuccino, that'd be great. Thanks. So, there I was in a new town, in a new state, with money, full of dreams and ambition. You know, to have a Fortune 50 company ask you to come work for them, and they offer you a nice salary and even nicer benefits, well, that put me in a good state of mind right off the bat. I'm wanted. I'm pretty okay. The hard work finally paid off. Life is good. My wife-to-be, who was my high school girlfriend, well, she at the time was still living back in our home state. She, she was finishing up school. We meet from time to time, but mostly it's just me and my new apartment. I'm quick to make new friends. Co-workers. Actually, they sit right next to me in the cubicle farm that we all work in. 
That's how guys work. We just randomly point at some dude nearby and say, you, you're my new friend. Let's go hang out and make fun of each other. So we all become best buddies. We learn that our job requires that we travel a great deal too. So cool, field trips together. So we go on airplanes, we land in a variety of different places, we work long hours, we go to bars, strip clubs, and we have a jolly old time. None of us at the time are married. None of us have kids. I have money left over every month, and I save, and I buy toys for myself. The girlfriend joins me eventually in the new town, and we get married. I help get her a new job through my job connections. We move into a nice house. I continue hanging out with my friends most of the time, and she has her friends. I develop hobbies that take up a great deal of my time, like guitar playing, for example. And as with most things I get interested in, I dive into it 100%. And at this point, I go to the gym a lot, and I play basketball with my friends a lot. Lots of hanging out during the week and weekends, bars, playing sports, you know, all the usual guy stuff. As I moved on in the company and further up the chain, the buddies and I separated. We all went to different groups. One guy got fed up with his group and went to work for a consulting firm. And then another guy did the same thing. Another guy hated his job, but he sticks with it. Me, I'm starting to hate mine too. Work was getting depressing. There was an overall malaise to the new area. My boss was a giant grump. She hated life, and she let me know it, repeatedly. She'd been at the company for a gajillion years, and she never failed to tell me how much it sucked. My co-workers were not fun. They were not anywhere near the definition of fun. They were all boring parents who could only talk about their kids. One time, we all decided to do a company volleyball tournament together as a team. The The whole time was spent with me getting pissed at them for not giving a damn. And one guy even showed up to the game wearing jeans. For fuck's sake. Jeans. I had approximately 19 bosses at that time. None of them are what I would call pretty intelligent and cool people. I'm still convinced to this day that one of them was genuinely special. The politics are laughably bad at this point. People around me are dropping like flies. One guy leaves the workplace due to stress. We, We still see him at company picnics. He got really bad hair plugs while he was gone. That was awkward. And one woman actually died after getting her stomach stapled. And the guy next to me, he ended up getting testicular cancer. Alright, that's it. I wanted out. I was told at the time that I can't go to any other group within the company for a while. I was stuck in that position. And this is where I got the harebrained idea to start my own business. This is around the time that my wife wanted to have a kid. The big three zero was closing in, and her biological clock is ticking so loud that the neighbors are complaining. A new kid and a new career as an entrepreneur? Yes, I can do this. Besides, the wife had a nice career herself. She'll support us, right? Let me stop right there. So often I hear stories of failed careers, sudden firings, layoffs, and they all start something to the effect of, yeah, it sucks, but my wife has a nice job, so I don't have to find something right away. We'll be okay for a little while. To that I say, dude, no. Never take your foot off the gas. In my case, I should have kept my career at the company and worked a little on the side if I wanted to explore the entrepreneurial thing. My wife's well-paying job gave me a false sense of security. Like her money was a crutch that would be there just in case. And it wasn't. I know if the opposite were true, you'd be expected to step up for her. But it's a double standard, and that's reality. She needs the security, not to play the part of the provider. Now back to the story. So almost everyone I know at this time is telling me not to do this entrepreneurial thing. 
I listen to the handful of people that stroke my ego and they tell me that I'm smart and work hard and I should strike while the iron is hot and take advantage of my youth. I ignore everyone else telling me, are you fucking out of your mind? You're going to have a kid and start a new business at the same time? Strangely, one of the few to support my idea were my disastrous in-laws. As much of a mess as they were, they always looked up to me. Speaking of, did I mention that we also moved out of state to be closer to her very dysfunctional family? That was a condition that she put forth. Oh, you want to do your own business? Then we're moving closer to my childhood home so I can have my family around me. I will pause here as you all stare and say, dude, repeatedly, I know, I deserve it. Nothing could stand in the way of my success. I was determined to move to a new place and get my piece of the pie. I didn't need to conquer the world right away, but I needed to start working immediately and making some cash. So I hit the phones. I drove around. I joined all the business networking groups. Go, go, go. I was up for the task, and I was going to show the world what I was made of. The wife? Well, she's not really my biggest cheerleader. More stressed and doubtful than anything. She had a job lined up right away when we moved. It paid her more than the last place, and with good benefits, but still, I need to bring in cash. I know it won't be a success overnight, and it will take time to build up my client base, and her patience was running very, very thin already at that point. So, baby comes, and the baby is awesome. The baby is, in my mind, perfect. I love that little girl. She is, and continues to be, the apple of my eye, and at that time, she turned me into a giant ball of mush. So at this time, we're still living in a rental home because we can't afford to buy a new one. We still haven't sold that old place back in the other state that we lived in. We tried, but no real bites at that time. Was it price too high? We don't know. So we lowered the price. It stayed on the market for months. Lots of stress. Wife took time off to be with the baby, around three months, and then she returns to work. She hates that she has to go back to work, and she resents that I'm not bringing in enough money for her to take off indefinitely. She's pretty blunt about it, too. Even though she has a new job, the baby changes everything. I feel worthless at this time, too, so I work harder. Everything comes second to my business at this point. I have to make it work. Money started coming in, but in spurts. It's what you call feast or famine. So I drive all over the state. I work hard, but tell myself that I can always work harder. At this time, I hadn't seen the gym in months, if not years, and I look horrible. My hair's starting to fall out. Oh, great. I'm bald. That really did wonders for my self-esteem. I point out the need for our budgeting. You know, it's okay not to buy things just because you want them. You know, we should prioritize our purchases. Our situation is not forever, so doing without now will pay dividends later. And we're still young. But the wife's attitude at the time was basically, well, you should be better at providing. I shouldn't have to do without something just because you had the harebrained idea to become an entrepreneur and get rid of a regular paycheck. I'm playing by the rules and bringing home a paycheck myself, so do your part. And you know what? She had a point. Instead of clipping coupons, though, she spent. It was her way of coping. And we rack up credit card debt. I'm the only one who seems to care about this, though, and I put plans together to pay the debts down. But she chooses to ignore the issue. Just bringing it up reinforces my failure. Every negative thing is tied to my failure. Washing machine breaks? Well... Maybe if we could afford a new one. Time out here. This is a common red flag. Poor coping skills. What do they do when things start going bad? Do they look at it as a problem to be solved? Do they, do they, do they look to you for help and guidance and support you along the way towards finding the solution? Well, that's great. 
Do they blame you and everyone around you and stomp their feet like a child because they don't deserve such awfulness? Do they seem to be sabotaging your efforts to improve things? Well, then you are in for a world of hurt. Back to the story. So at this point, caring for our finances was now my job. She had zero interest and did not want to talk about it. At the time, we lived about 45 minutes away from her parents. This introduced a whole world of problems. Where we lived before was about seven hours from her family. And that provided at the time a protective buffer away from her dysfunctional past, and it kept her, her baggage at bay. Well, at this time now, we have a front row seat into that chaotic world, and it was not pretty. It was nonstop drama. This is when my wife at the time begins to morph into her past self, the part of her that I never really got to see before. We moved to a different town that's closer to the area where most of my business comes from, and thankfully two hours away from her family. She was offered an even better job right away. We buy a home, yes, we sold the previous one finally, a small little starter home, just to last us a few years until we can afford something bigger. At least that was the plan. In the meantime, I'm still chugging away at my business. I finally strung together a couple of decent years. I had to work my butt off to get there. My network was growing, clients were happy, and I was getting referrals. Sweet. About fucking time. And then, my father died. This was not expected. He was only 53 years old. It was a heart attack. Over the next few years, my mom would age approximately 20 years. She leaned on me a great deal to help out with all the logistics of life that my dad took care of, and she emptied emotionally on me, quite often. She was a mess. Her entire well-being was dependent upon that man, Codependency 101, and now he was gone. She lived almost four hours away from us, and she refused to move closer. As a business owner, a husband, a parent, this was very draining and very stressful to me. Then kid number two arrived, a boy. He was my new best buddy. Over the years, he grew up to be quite the awesome young dude. My wife takes a shorter maternity leave when he's born. This time, it's no big deal. Daycare it is. It worked well for the first one. That's what everyone else does, so no big deal, right? I don't have hardly any really close friends at that point, not since we moved. Just acquaintances from work and the husbands of the wife's friends. When you work from home alone, and you're on the road a lot, and you raise two kids, you don't really have any random dudes to point to and say, hey, let's hang out. My wife, she had friends. They were all her co-workers, the ones she saw every day. By this time, I'm still in regular contact with my buddies from back home, but it's not the same. I'm lonely. The culture in the new state is completely different. Lots of good old boys and cliques. Or maybe I'm just making excuses at this point. The wife decided to go back to school. Yay, more debt. She needed her doctorate to compete in her field. I completely support the idea, and I further pick up slack as she goes down the road of self-improvement. My wife was going to be a, quote, doctor. Well, that's cool. And she was offered a big, fat promotion within her company. They wanted to have her run one of their business locations. More hours. Lots more hours for her. And I let her know that I didn't like the idea of her being away from home more, but I will support whatever decision she makes. More money is possible if the business does well for her, and she's been making more money than me in the last few years. Now, if the business succeeds, she will really be making more than me. I support her, and I give her lots of advice on how to navigate the new work environment, because 
By this point, I have a great deal more business experience than her, and I use my expertise to help her out with the around the office with some things, doing everything I can to make sure that she succeeds. I will also have to step up as dad even more now. Kids are getting older and more into sports, and I coach them all. I'm there doing what I can to help out around the house as well. By this point, uh-oh, the economy crashes. Clients are not paying their bills anymore. People are closing up shop. Oh shit, this really sucks. What the fuck do I do now? At this point, this is stressful. We aren't leaving that little starter home anytime soon, and the wife is not a happy camper. She's officially the breadwinner now. I know that this can't go on, and I've reached the end of my entrepreneurial rope. That world has come to an end. I asked one of my clients, would he consider hiring me to work for him full-time? He said yes. So, hallelujah, I have a regular full-time salary again. I come home with the news, and my wife hugs me like she hadn't in years. The stress took a huge toll on her. I felt like even more of a failure. And then, child number three arrives. Another boy. This one was a surprise, especially considering how infrequently we had sex. She always wanted three kids, and I was happy with the two. I actually looked into vasectomies. My doctor canceled on my initial consultation, and I never got around to rescheduling. Ouch. And before you ask, yes, the kid is mine. The wife at this point takes nearly zero time for maternity leave. Her work is above all else. She has started becoming more distant from me and the kids. More time away from home for a girl's night out. I do the right thing and I stay home and continue playing Mr. Mom. I commute an hour to work every day. I still coach all the teams. I am exhausted. Stressed out. This point in my life is just a fog. I'm on autopilot. I work out sporadically. I'm still way out of shape. The wife has lost weight, but she's also kind of a physical mess and she starts working out with more with her co-workers. And then one day she texts me. My boss uses a personal trainer to work out with, and I want to use him too. So we basically at this point have zero time together, and she never sees the kids, and she wants to go to a personal trainer? Well, okay. I will support whatever she wants to do to improve herself. And we're starting to bring in some money finally, and I would like to more stringently pay down some of our debt instead, but... I support her. That's what being a partner is all about, right? If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood. But none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. 
We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.